Welcome back to the After Sessions podcast, episode 12. Yeah, I know. Wild. What were you doing? I copied him. Five, five, two. <laughs> there it is. All right. We are your hosts. No, no, no. You do one. <laughs> 12. That's probably 21. That was 21 over here. Uh, anyway, we are your hosts, Logan. Mary. And Jamie. All right. Jamie, can you welcome us in with the welcoming prayer? Absolutely. Let's, first of all, let's just all take a breath. Wherever you're listening from, just breathe in and breathe out. Gracious God, we're grateful for of the After Sessions podcast. I'm grateful, God, for the conversation that I get to have with Mary and Logan tonight. And the only way that it can be effective for anyone who is listening is if your Holy Spirit takes it and makes it so. So I, got, I pray, Lord, that uh, by the power of your Spirit, you would enter into the conversation that we might grow together as Christian people as we try to just dig a little bit deeper into what it is that you might say to us tonight. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. so just a little warning we've got even more active every week our kittens are getting more and more active all right we've got three of them they need homes also we have a storm behind us or around us so it's thundering like a that's awesome strikes every time (laughs) so there's that all right thank you Thank you for letting the listeners know. Yep. That we're bowling. No, the bowling. Well, I'll tell you something, too, so you'll be able to see activity in my house. And my son's walking across the lawn right now, right in front of me. <laughs> I see that. Happening. In the middle of the night, we're making it happen. I see your cat. Oh, you can? Oh, he's no. right there. <laughs> it's fine. Yep, he's, hang- he's hanging out inside. It's okay. That's what the after session is all about. <laughs> yes. We're bringing... Bringing our sons and our animals. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we are in the sixth week of back talk. Um, this week, it was love beyond words, which was also Mother's Day. So it was a perfect. Yes. Um, um, bridge. Perfect. Um, perfect way to talk about both. So, Jamie, can you... Tell the listeners what we're going to be diving a little bit more into. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Unless, you know, your animals want to speak up. Uh, So here we go. So first of all, it's hard to believe that this is the sixth week since Easter. I know. We started this sermon series on Easter Sunday, and it's already six weeks after Easter. How is this? Time is just going by so fast. But, you know, bless the Lord, our our doors have been open. I've been able to see people I haven't seen in a while. And so this whole idea of, you know, back talk Jesus's words and questions that he says and asks after he rises or after he is raised from the dead before his ascension. And so uh, this Sunday's message was called A Love Beyond Words. And really the whole premise of it is set at the Mensa Christi again, which is the table of Christ alongside the seashores of Galilee, where he's having breakfast with the disciples. And then when breakfast is over, he enters, Jesus and Peter enter into this really intimate moment. 
Uh, it's a conversation that Peter, I believe, is desperate to have. And so him and Jesus are sitting there. And I think the other disciples are around. I think they're in the vicinity listening in, maybe eavesdropping. But they just kind of let Jesus and Peter have this moment because this is a super personal moment for Peter. And so in this conversation, uh, Jesus asks Peter, he goes, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter goes, yep, I love you. And so Jesus says, okay, well, tend the lambs. And then he asks him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He goes, yeah, you know, I love you. And Jesus said, okay, well, then feed the sheep. And then the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He goes, yes. And he goes, okay, well, take care of the sheep. And so this whole idea comes from John 13, 37, where Peter, uh, you know, says, hey, I'm going to go die for you. And yet at Caiaphas's house, after Jesus is arrested, he denies Jesus three times, denies even knowing Jesus. So we talked about have we denied Jesus, whether, whether it's intentional or whether it's unintentional. Uh, you know, we kind of unpacked that a little bit. Uh, but this whole idea that the main, the main point of the message was that you can't love Jesus properly unless you care for others. This conversation shows us if you love Jesus, then he's going to say, feed the sheep, take care of the people. And so this whole idea is that love goes beyond words. It's so much more than us just saying that we love Jesus. There has to be a life lived out of love for Christ, which translates into a love for others. And so that's what we talked about this week. Yeah. I love that story um, of Peter because that was like the first story that really taught me the meaning of obedience. Mm. Adults all the time, school, what, wherever, could have told me what to do and why. Why do I got to do what you got? What, what? I just didn't never under, truly understand obedience and obeying and like what that meant and told the story of Peter, and I'm like, oh man, like that's what it means, and that's what it takes to love Jesus, because I remember in high school and youth doing a Bible study or some kind of series, and one of the main things was surrounding about like how do we actively love the Lord, and the biggest thing that stuck out to me was obeying him, and like that's always in my subconscious of like, is this, is this me obeying him or is this me taking control? And I just, it always, not necessarily haunts me, but kind of haunts me. I'm just like always trying to be like super cautious of obeying. That's good. Yeah. Um, no, I just love the love beyond words because um, I think that's just super important, not just in your relationship with Jesus, but in every relationship. Uh, I mean, I think for me, I mean, I like doing acts of kindness for, for Mary and um, I'm not the greatest with words. Um, so, you know, gotta, gotta find other ways to um, let her know that I, I love her. Um, but, you know, that's with, with Jesus. It's, I think for us, it's, we, we found, fostering is a way that uh, we show that we we love jesus beyond us just yeah praying to him uh, that we love him yeah absolutely you know you bring up relationships you know when we look at marriages when we look at our you know our spouse the person that we love most in life if we just 
got up every day and we said, hey, I love you. That can get old if there's not any action put with the love that you say that you have for your spouse. Like right. we have to be living out a life of love for our spouse. And the ultimate act of love, Jesus loved beyond words. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, he gave his life for all of mankind so that we could be redeemed. And then Peter in this moment gets a chance to redeem himself from the denial event, from denying he even knew Jesus. And now he stands in front of Jesus having this conversation and he gets to finally put actions to his words because then he goes on to now die for the sheep. He gets to uphold his vow from John 13, 37, when he says, I'm ready to die for you. Mm -hmm. And so I just, it, it all comes full circle. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful story, how it all just kind of connects together. Yeah. It's so easy to immediately want to judge him for like, come on, man, because we're reading this story, you know, we see it all laid out and we're just like, how can you deny him three times right to his face? Like if Jesus was right in front of me, ask, asking me of anything easy, I'd do it. But then you think back on all the opportunities that we probably had and that we still go our own way, which I mean, no, it's not, we don't see him doing it, but he sprinkles it everywhere, you know, every, <laughs> it's just, when you think backwards, you can, I can, you can pull up so many, so many examples of our own life of where we were yeah. Peter. It's, but it's so easy on the outside to judge. So easy. Yeah. Hindsight's always 2020. Mm -hmm. yep. And you know, you brought up the word haunting a while ago. So this has got, this is actually one of the most haunting connections in all of scripture for me because i don't remember which gospel it is it's probably john just because of the way john writes but it may be in luke because luke is the detail guy but there one of the gospels during the denial event says that on peter's third denial that jesus looked at him so jesus is over here getting beaten peter is denying the third time and it says that they connected eyes could you imagine that like connecting eyes with Jesus. And then all of a sudden you realize that what he said was true about you. Like you're going to deny even knowing me three times. Then all of a sudden, boom. And it says that he just left that scene weeping, just probably full of shame, full of guilt. Yeah. He probably feels terrible about himself, which is why I think this conversation with Jesus at the seashore where they're talking about do you love me is so important not only to jesus but it's important for peter he has to have this conversation he needs this in his life he has to reaffirm who he is he has to find his identity again and he has to apologize to christ and say look i'm going to love you beyond words now it's no longer just words now i'm going to get a chance to die for you it's it's that whole jesus looking at him in the eyes that haunts me yeah. I couldn't even imagine what that would feel like. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. like sent, gives me chills. Like, oh man, I don't want to be in that situation ever. Hopefully we aren't. But um, you said that Jesus, he, he always remembers you. And oh, yeah. Um, I think that's a perfect situation um, during this, was, you know, he still remembers. Um, Peter, and he still loves him. And, That's right. Um, 
I think that was a big, big deal. And, and Jesus still had plans for him, you know, and, um, and Peter being able to hear those plans still and, um, being able to do those, um, has to be just, you know, I, I can't imagine what that, that would be for Peter, but yeah. uh, it's just amazing. And it goes to show Jesus's love for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we talked about the shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. Yeah. Now the shepherd know the voice or the, the sheep know the voice of the shepherd and the shepherd calls them by name and leads them out. That's in the gospel of John. It says that. And so I think it's, it's really cool that Jesus says Peter's full name during this conversation three times. He does, nobody does that. Mm-hmm. When we're having a conversation, each time I talk to Logan, I'm not going to say Logan. You know what I mean? Once I say it the first time, we're, to, we're connected now. Mm-hmm. We don't need to say each other's names. But each time he says his full name, Simon, son of John, every single time. And I think that's just affirmation that no matter what you've done or haven't done, Jesus knows you mm. intimately and he calls you by your name and your identity is in him. It's in nothing else. And he wants Peter to remember that and know that in that's this moment. Good. That's good. And he's such a teacher, man. Yeah. Like He truly just does not give up. He's just like, He's rooting for us, and he, even though he knows we're, we're going to fail and we're going to fall along the way, he's still just like, just like the ultimate teacher. Oh, mm-hmm. That guy. He's a good guy. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know what song I always think of when you bring up, like, how to love without limits and how to love with action and not just by words? I always think of Hosanna. Ah. Uh. And how it says, break my heart for what breaks yours. Yeah. That just, I get chills even just saying it. Like, you see there's, it? There's chills. There's chills there. And yeah. like, that just, that saying is just kind of my motto. And anytime like I'm feeling, or anytime I'm trying to figure something out, that comes back to my head. Like, break my heart for what breaks yours. If yeah. this is going to hurt me, let it hurt me. I, I want to feel the pain that you feel. I want to feel the good that you feel. It's just like, it's so powerful. And that's what makes me foster. That's what helps me foster is that. There's no way it brings a smile to Jesus' face seeing these children needing a home or coming from abusive or... Is Demi up? We got some cries in the background. <laughs> um, it's just a little passy moment. Got to stick the passy back in. Um, yep. Anyways, there's no. <laughs> I love. I love how you both pause and go. Passy, passy. <laughs> that's that's where we're at. You know. That's the kind of moment we're having right now. Passy moment. <laughs> um. Yeah, but there's no way it makes him happy to see these kids go through this. Mm. There's no way seeing homeless people makes him happy or there's no way seeing people stuck in their addiction makes them makes him happy. And so I'm constantly even just to help my mind stay open, like break my heart for what breaks yours. If if it is hurting you, if you hate to see it, I hate to see it. I want to make it better. Mm. I want to love them where they're at. 
And that's, I mean, that's, that simple line stays with me. And you I know, that's that. a great, and that's a great point to make on Mother's Day. Cause Mary, yeah. you, you have a love that Jesus has planted in you to give to children. You've yeah. talked about that before. Like you feel like you're called to be a mom yeah. and you're a great mom. And I think every single child needs to feel this limitless love that a mom has for children. And I know that every sin that doesn't play out in every family, right? you know, which is the reason that you are so passionate about foster care. These kids are coming out of some broken situations where they may have heard a parent say that they love them, but maybe that wasn't shown in action. Maybe they don't feel that. And then you take these children into your home and they get to feel what it's like to have somebody love them beyond words, love them without limits, Yeah, literally. And so uh, you do that. So praise the Lord. Thank you for the passion that you have to love children because they, they need that. Everybody needs to feel that. Yeah. Well, thank you. I hate being put on the spot. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that, that phrase is what I'm getting attacked. Are you going to say the quote of, if you love Jesus, you will care for others? Is that what you're to? No, but uh, go for it. <laughs> Ow. Well, you can, go, you can say it again. Well, I was just going to, we were talking about the phrase, break my heart for what breaks yours. Mm -hmm. And I was saying that, that it's in a song. Hosanna and it stays with me and that's kind of what fuels my motivation to I'll get it this time to continue to foster um because it can't make him happy seeing this and so it's not going to make me happy and what am I going to do about it being earthside being here what am I going to do about it mm. yeah. Cassie <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awesome trading off teamwork no but um yeah, I mean, it kind of goes into the quote that you said is, is uh, if you love Jesus, you will care for others. And mm. it just goes, you know, you're, you're not just caring for um, followers of um, Christ or just your friends or family. You know, you're caring for everyone. Yeah. No matter um, what their background may be or um, what they have done. Um, I think that's that's just Jesus inside of us with, his, yeah. with the love that he, he um, care, that he has for us. You know, that's the only conclusion that I could come up with. So when you when you really think about that conversation, you know, when you when you take a step back and you just kind of look from the outside into what it is that they're truly saying, and if you put a theological perspective on that conversation. The only conclusion that you can come up with is that if you love Jesus, then you have to care for others. You have to. Jesus is saying, if you love me, then take care of the sheep. And we always, you know, we talked this past Sunday about how that the Christian's job is not just to catch fish. You know, yes, we're supposed to be fishers of people. We're supposed to be making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. We have to bring people in. We have to throw our nets and bring as many people into the kingdom as we possibly can. But we don't just, that's not it. Because I think fish, once caught, turn into sheep. Mm -hmm. And so now we have to take care of those that come into the fold. 
And there's all kinds of people that come into the fold, right? There's like, you know, there's, there's going to be Christians that bite. There's going to be Christians that you don't like so much. There's going to be Christians that disagree with you, that think different than you. And it doesn't say you get to pick and choose who you care for. You care for everyone. You care for the sheep, all of them. And that's super important. That's the only theological conclusion that I can come up with mm -hmm. from this conversation. Yeah. To love Jesus properly, you have to care for people. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it kind of goes back with like your, your ending question of how are you cultivating a love for Jesus that goes beyond words? Mm -hmm. And it's almost kind of like, how are you cultivating your, yourself, you know, to help catch the fish or, you know, how yeah. um, lead the sheep? Like, what are you doing? to, you know, expand the, the kingdom of God. Um, so it, it kind of has like a, I mean, it, it goes back to what your actions are. Um, That's right. And which is, you know, a love beyond words. And if you're doing the correct or the great actions, then, um, you know, that, that's going to be how you're cultivating a love for, for Jesus. You know, when we talk about cultivating a love for Jesus, our church really kind of has a model for that. And, you know, the church uh, mission statement for the Methodist church is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, right? And so what does making disciples look like for us as a church? Well, our kind of like model for that is reach, teach, nurture, and send. Mary, say that with me. Reach, nurture, and send. And so I've heard Ray say that classically the church has done really good with uh, the, the middle part, with the teach and nurture yeah. part. You know, we're great teachers, and we like to kind of you know nurture each other, but we haven't been very good at catching fish and sending. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so reach, teach, nurture, and send is kind of like a fourfold way to go about ministry where not only are you reaching people and bring, catching fish, but then you're teaching them the voice of the shepherd so that they can respond to that and so they can know that. And then you're nurturing them as, they, as they're being taught, but then you don't leave them. Yeah. Like just to not do anything. They got to put action then to their love for Jesus. And so they're sent. They're sent on mission. They're sent to teach Sunday school for children. They're sent to feed people in Rogers County. You know what I mean? They're, they're, you have to put some kind of action to your words. Mm -hmm. If you say you love Jesus, you got to do something. Yeah. And so, you know, I really like that model that our church has. I think it's very easy to remember and it's a good step-by-step -step process of when yeah. you come in to get busy. You know what I mean? I think that an, an easy way for me to see that is the youth group being confirmed and going through that. And like goal as a youth pastor is for these kids to go to college and reach more and to build off of this yeah. foundation that we're creating. Um, that's what that just reminded me of. Cause you, you would say it all the time in youth, like I'm preparing, I'm trying to prepare y'all to Keep yeah. going to not end here. It doesn't end here. You don't graduate in your faith. 
and move on. And I remember thinking about that, like getting to college and like planning, like I'm going to go to school or church on Sunday, then the worship, college worship night on Tuesday, and then the small groups on Wednesday. And I had all of this planned out to help me like stay in a routine and stay in a habit. But I still like, I couldn't just, I wasn't a graduate. I wasn't an adult in my faith all of a sudden I'm, I was still having to like reach out to you and reach out to others about praying for me and helping me. And what do I do? I don't know how to get out of this. Yeah. But that, I like that model motto and model a lot. And I also love what the Methodist church uses when, um, they say, uh, come as you are and leave different. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I built, that's another thing that I, use as one of my life mottos is I want people to come to me as they are and leave different, hopefully leave different in a better way rather than a bad way. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that is so good. And for me to grow up in a church with that on the walls, it just made me feel so good or safe to fail or safe to succeed everything it made me just feel so safe to grow up in a church with that on its walls that I wanted to continue that with people around me like that's my favorite 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 I say that a lot about a lot of quotes but (laughs) I love that and I love that I grew up in a church that used that so how are so that last question that we were talking about how how do you feel that you and Logan are cultivating a love that goes beyond words for Jesus. I mean, I feel like foster care. I feel like that's our mission. And oh, hers is really crying. Is she? She's upset. And then there's cats. Um, yeah, I feel like foster care has really turned into our mission field and it's really where we're trying to not only like with the children in our home, but with others around with the people around us, we're trying to bring awareness to that and like bring light to that and get other people involved with that. Um, mm. And just really trying to welcome even when it comes down to our preferences or when it comes down to like babysitting or utilizing the like reality of the different races that we come into contact with and like, yeah, really trying to remain like open and reaching out for help. Like since we moved to Dallas, every one of our kids have either been mixed or, like our baby right now is African-American and obviously we are not. And just being like upfront about that with people and letting people help us and be a part of our journey and helping us love our children the best way that we can. And I feel like by doing that, we're trying to extend like the love of Christ into, I don't know. We're trying to do different things just to try to let people in on how we are living our life. And hopefully from there, our net is thrown and some fish stick, you know? Yeah. You know, one of the things that I'm doing, so I thought, you know, I asked that question because I wanted to really evaluate where I'm at 
right and how i'm loving people and i did an interview with uh ray back when i was in college and you know i finished up college when i was a youth director so i was writing this paper for my business class and it was about leadership and so i interviewed ray and one of the questions was what do you think makes you a great leader and when he answered me he said uh what makes me a great leader is that i listen like I'm genuinely interested in what people have to say. Mm -hmm. And so something that I'm trying to do to cultivate a love for others that, you know, a love for Jesus that's reflected or translated into a love for others is really listening where people are at, like entering, I want to enter into their moment of struggle or, you know, whatever it is that they're dealing with, uh, to show compassion and empathy. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, I really have to listen to what it is that they're saying uh, yeah. But I think that that's more than words. I have to listen, you know, uh, gosh, almost like this is going to sound corny. And I don't even know if this is a proper way to phrase it, but you almost have to listen spiritually. Yeah. Because everything that people that are struggling say sometimes is coming out of the struggle. It's coming from somewhere deep within and you can't really understand what they're saying unless you get past the, because they want to tell you what the problem is. But if you listen with your spirit, you can almost get, you can get a little bit underneath the surface and say, yeah, yeah man, I really feel that. I feel where you're coming from. I hear you, but I really feel that I need to cultivate that mm -hmm. because I'm quick to give advice. You know what I mean? I'm quick to give counsel based on what I think about a situation, but man, I'm really trying to listen to people now, not yeah. only with the words, but spiritually. I'm trying to listen to all of it. I, so you saying that is like, who I am as a person like I need that true validation like I don't want just someone to like sit with me and hear me like I want them to listen to me and like see me for what who I am not like because the words don't always match like how I'm feeling the yeah. situation doesn't always match like what I'm actually like in are you still there yeah, my, my phone, there you go. My okay. phone was ringing. That was my wife, Jennifer. Hello, I had to decline your phone call because I'm doing this. But if you're listening later on after sessions, then hello to you. And I love you. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Um, but that's like, that's where I struggle out with me is that I expect that. Like, I want that so deeply and yeah. so badly from others just to be heard and seen and to be validated that, like, I'm not crazy. I'm not asking too much. Like, I'm not a big baby. It's real that I'm experiencing whatever I'm experiencing. So I love that you say that because that's, like, as me, for me as a person, that's exactly what I need out of somebody. If I'm going to be the, if I'm going to share or going to express myself that's what I need in return to really feel like that was an important, mm -hmm. like if that was valuable to share with you. Um, you know, you can almost take that conversation and you know, the title of the message was a love beyond words. You can look at the same situation, same conversation with Jesus and Peter, and it could be listening beyond words. Yeah. Like, Cause there's something spiritual happening between those two. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's an identity being reclaimed and it's more than just words. It's deep. Yeah. And I mean, he heard, he heard Jesus the three times. Yeah. He didn't hear 
Jesus three times, you know, and there's a difference between heard and heard, <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. We'll just let that happen. Mm -hmm. Heard. Oh my gosh. People keep texting me now too. Oh, she's upset. I can hear her. Bless her heart. Do you need to go switch out with Logan? I mean, you know, sometimes the moms have the magic touch. She's probably hungry. I mean, I can keep our listeners entertained. <laughs> do, do a little number or something. Yeah. Um, let me see if I had any other notes. Um, Bless her heart. She's okay. so cute. I can't really focus. Um, I'm going to make a bottle really quick. Okay, you go right ahead. I'm nope. going to keep the after sessions rolling. Yep. <laughs> so all of you who might be listening to the after sessions, now it's just me. It's just uh, me solo sitting out on my back porch with my phone and uh, thinking about loving beyond words. So, you know, it'd be good if you could comment maybe in the comment section, if you're watching the video on Facebook or if you're listening on uh, Spotify, really think deeply about how it is that you're cultivating a love for Jesus that goes beyond just you saying that you love Christ. Because I think it's two different things. It's one thing, Peter even said he loved Jesus. Peter said he was going to go die for Jesus, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't have the power to do so. And so we have to love Jesus beyond just saying that we do that. I mean, that's just lip service. And I, I believe that we got into the message, uh, you know, this past Sunday that the difference between the denial event and now where Peter is promising to love Jesus beyond words, uh, what gives him the strength and ability to commit to, to doing that is now the resurrection. So he has the power of the resurrection involved and alive in his life. And the Bible says the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. So you listening also have the same power in you that raised Christ from the dead. So you can love Jesus beyond words. You can love Jesus with your actions. And welcome back, Barry and Logan. Well, I was just, you know, just rambling. You're doing the just Lord rambling. right now. Praise, Praise Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hi, Demi. Oh, my gosh. Look at her. Can't so Great job. Oh, there's the passy on the ring finger. She was hungry. Yeah. But. You guys do such a good job. All right. Well... Thank you for entertaining the uh, final moments of the podcast while we try to figure My out pleasure. what's going on with her. Mm -hmm. But um, you want to do the benediction? <laughs> Can you? Well, is there anything else we wanted to touch on? <sighs> I think I kind of wrapped it up while you guys were gone. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to listen Probably to our own so. podcast. Yeah. How you ended it. Uh, I, he did ask me how he, how are we cultivating the love of Jesus in our life? And I said foster care. Yeah. 
That's you have anything to add? Okay. Just wanted to give you the opportunity to answer that question. No. Yeah. I, I would second that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, well this has been a glimpse into reality. Yeah, it's, a, it's a wild household we got over here with three kittens running around. Very distracting. And then this little one. Uh, you want me to do it? Yeah. Okay. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. That girl's hungry. I can hear her just gobbling that stuff now. Yep. She's growing. She's a growing girl. She's got yeah. big. Praise well, the Lord, man. Thank you for joining the After Sessions podcast. Absolutely. Let's all thank Mary Logan for hosting. And thank for joining me for stepping in and hosting. Making me available. Yep. Well, see y'all next week. Next time. Bye.